Welcome to Australian Women Preach, a podcast that aims to raise women's voices in preaching the gospel. Our intention is to model the church we want to be, inclusive, diverse and welcoming. Brought to you by WATAC, Women and the Australian Church and The Grail in Australia. I'm Elizabeth Lee. I'm a spiritual director, pastoral supervisor and retreat facilitator with a passion for offering a listening presence among the margins, or as I like to say, among the fringes. I am a Catholic in my DNA, but I'm more than my DNA. And I'm a member of Pitt Street Uniting Church in Sydney, where I'm invited to preach from time to time. The text I'm preaching on today is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verses 35 to 41, for the twelfth Sunday of Ordinary Time. Do you remember the Sydney to Hobart yacht race of 1998? Or maybe you recall media accounts on the 20th anniversary in 2018. ABC Radio National reported that when the starter's pistol fired at 1pm on Boxing Day, 1998, the skies above Sydney were glistening and blue. But within 48 hours, the fleet was decimated by a horrendous storm that left six sailors dead, 24 yachts abandoned at sea or written off, and less than half of the 115 starters making it to Hobart. Robert Mundell, in his book, Fatal Storm, has John Steamer Stanley a crew member at the Winston Churchill, recount his ordeal. We had sea that just came out of nowhere. I could feel it from where I was in the aft coach house. It just picked up the boat and then rolled it down its face, 25 tonne of boat, into the trough at a 45-degree angle. It was like hitting a brick wall when we got to the bottom. Stanley was pinned to the windward side of the coach house and the three windows were smashed. He heard other crew members calling for help from the deck and rushed to find two of them hanging in the rigging around the boom with their feet about two feet off the deck. Another crew member on the same yacht, Bruce Gould, said, we were running in these huge seas with the wind over one quarter getting lower and lower in the water. Next thing, a massive wave, 40 feet plus, came and swamped us. It filled the boat. I said to Richard, well, mate, this is it. You'd better tell the boys we're abandoning ship. Truly a ferocious storm, terrifying these experienced crew. In the gospel at the 12th Sunday of Ordinary Time, we encounter an equally experienced boating crew who were equally terrified by the storm battering their boat on the Sea of Galilee. For those who've grown up in the Christian tradition, the gospel story frequently called Jesus Comes a Storm would be very familiar. We may have become a bit blasé, forgetting how frightening this experience would have been. After all, these disciples were very experienced fishermen 
well used to encountering storms on the lake. Yet they were truly frightened, crying out, do you not care we're going to drown? No doubt the same fear experienced by the crew at the 1998 Sydney to Hobart yachts. But is the story just about some fishermen caught in a storm and fearful of drowning some 2,000 years ago? The story has been placed in Mark's Gospel after Jesus has been preaching about the kingdom of God. It is the first in a collection of miracle stories and the first of the nature miracles. At the time of writing, the early Christian community was suffering persecution. On hearing the story, they would have been reminded of the various passages in the Hebrew scriptures in which God had power over the seas. The creation story in Genesis 1, the story of Noah and the flood, the parting of the Red Sea, and the story of Jonah, as well as Psalm 65 and 107. This story demonstrates that Jesus has the same divine power over nature. The stories that follow in the Gospel of Mark go on to demonstrate the power Jesus had over demons, disease and death. The writer of the Gospel is showing Jesus restoring things to the way that God had intended. To this early Christian community, living amid the storms, it may have seemed that God was silent. Was Mark reminding them not to be afraid, whatever the circumstances, as Jesus is always present? Likewise for us, there is an invitation to reflect on how God is present in those times in our lives when everything seems to be going against us when we are being swamped with beating waves and howling winds of life that are threatening to drown us. Who do we call on in these times? Maybe a family member, a friend, a work colleague or a counsellor. Is the divine presence present to us through this person amid our storms? Maybe the actual storm is the movement of divine grace in our lives, such that we are changed by the experience, becoming more courageous, more trusting, more empathetic. If God, divine presence, is in all things, then God is present in the storm. Maybe the storm alerts us to the sense that God is silent, just as Jesus was asleep. Silence does not necessarily mean absence. There has always been a line in the story that's puzzled me. Having been woken from his sleep by the petrified disciples and having rebuked the wind and the calm of the sea, Jesus says to his disciples, why are you so frightened? How is it that you have no faith? Did not the disciples demonstrate their faith by waking Jesus from his sleep? knowing that he could do something about the storm that was swamping them. That sounds like faith in his miraculous powers. But maybe there's more to this story. Maybe we're not being invited to call out to Jesus, to God, to rescue us when our lives are in turmoil and we feel that we are drowning. Maybe our faith is to know that God is with us through the storms and that no matter what the external conditions are, all will be well.
We cannot expect to have all the storms quelled as we cry from the depths of the stormy seas any more than the crew of the Sydney to Hobart yachts could expect their cries to suddenly make the wind drop and the seas be calm. But faith does invite us to weather the storms of life, knowing and trusting that somewhere God is present and we too will look back in awe. Hans Kuhn, a Swiss Catholic priest, theologian and author who died earlier this year said, God's love does not protect us from suffering. God's love protects us in the midst of suffering. We need to remember the context in which this gospel was written and that the writer of Mark's gospel was not offering the story just to individuals, but to the early Christian community. Pope Francis warns us of the illusion of individualism. As I mentioned earlier, this story was addressed to the early Christian community who were living in a chaotic world of persecution, trauma and ongoing disasters. We too are living amid a myriad of traumas and disasters, some highly visible, others not so. So we're invited to reflect upon the reading, not only in the storms of our own lives, but also in the storms that we're experiencing locally, nationally, internationally. The early Christian community, like us, were seeking order amid the chaos. But where is our faith amid chaos? What are our expectations of God, of the universal Christ, of one another and of ourselves with respect to yet another black death in custody, continuing imprisonment of asylum seekers, sexual assault and domestic violence, which is so widespread, or the consequences of climate change? Where is divine presence present in these storms? Before I conclude, I would like us to reflect not only on the content of the gospel story, but what has stirred within. We will never know if this story is literally true. Does that matter? Rather, how has this story resonated with me? with us. How are we being invited to live individually and communally? What will be different for you today because you've heard this sacred text proclaimed, maybe for the first time, maybe for the hundredth? How have we listened to both the words of the gospel and this reflection? Has it just confirmed our own thinking or invited us to new ways of seeing? Are we able to view this story and the story of others caught up in ferocious storms through their eyes? Have we been able to listen and hear such that we are changed and new life can be born? Each and every time we hear a sacred text, be it from the ancient canons or contemporary poets, gospel writers or news journalists, we're invited to reflect on what could the divine invitation be to me now, to us now, and then to act even amid the ferocious storms.
You have been listening to Australian Women Preach, brought to you by WATAC, Women and the Australian Church, and The Grail in Australia. You can find out more about WATAC at watac.net.au and The Grail at grailaustralia.org.au. The music in this podcast is from the song Truth, from the album Into Silence, by songwriter, musician, theologian and teacher Danielle Ann Lynch. You can hear the full version on Spotify. Spotify.